Yeah. You're such a problem. Oh, that's a problem. She's a problem. That's remotely that's a problem. A problem. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Fuck Back. This is Remotely a Problem. I'm Allie Ellis, and welcome back to another week of just trying to get through it. You know, nothing really bad happened outside of I've been running, so I did keep up my running journey. (laughs) I don't know. It's interesting. And Monday or I guess a couple days ago, whenever I started to run for this week, I had to have like tweaked my knee or done something crazy. So that sucks. That's been annoying because I think I run like a straight up, I don't even know. Like I, if you put snakes, no, no, no. What's a better thing is whenever you put, or if you see a video of people putting like shoes on their dogs for the first time, and they're kind of like acting crazy and they don't know what like their feet are and they're trying to figure it out. That's what I think I look like when I run. So I'm pretty sure my knee injury is just a product of running like a complete asshole. So uh, yeah, that is kind of where we're at on the running thing. I am going to order, apparently people need running socks. They're like anti-blister socks. I don't even know. So we're going to try to get those. I did just get a face mask. So now I can run through the neighborhood looking like I'm about to seal everything. So I'm pretty excited because the other day I tried running and it was so cold and brutal. My nose was just frozen. I hated it. So I got a face mask. And it kind of is like a skiing face mask. I mean, not really. It doesn't like go over the head, but still, it looks absolutely wild. So I'm sure I'll end up on somebody's ring camera. If you see me there, mind your fucking business. Okay, mind your business. I'm not stealing any presents off your porch. I'm not a porch pirate. I'm just running or trying to and also not trying to look like an asshole while running. It's a whole, a whole thing. But it is what it is. I'm kind of like up to like, run and walk slash thing for like two miles I feel pretty good about it I'm trying not to go balls to the walls and just like fuck my body so a little bit at a time we're just taking a couple steps here a couple steps there doing what we can that is it I think that's the key to running is just doing what you can at the moment at which you're in and right now that's how it is that's kind of honestly how my fucking year is gone I'm just trying to do what I can at where I'm at you know, you know what I mean? So not to get all depressy, Tessie in this bitch. I, it's just, you know, it fucking sucks sometimes and you just got to get through it. That's it. I watched uh, the last episode of the Kardashians and I think it's called um, something like buckle up and let's go. And she made the statement of like, they were talking about generational trauma and how everyone has trauma and Courtney's big about If your mom has trauma, you're technically in your mom's belly before she even has you or before she even has you. So then her trauma is now your trauma. And then technically your kids are still whatever. It's like a whole line. So she was explaining that. And what I loved is Courtney looks over and she said, we all have shit going on or we all have trauma. Why can't we just buckle up and let's go? And it's like so funny because I think that's kind of how I look at life and look at my trauma 
because yeah it fucking sucks and it's shitty but you've just got to either laugh through it or cry through it or whatever the fuck you have to do to get through it but you have to get through it and it's not getting through it in a way of like getting becoming okay and like being over it it's just like getting through it to a point to where you can fucking function so like that's kind of like that's it for me you know it's like we all have shit going on buckle up and move on let's go kind of a thing so I thought that was really funny I would title this podcast buckle up and let's go but I think they could sue me so I don't know we won't do that we'll figure something else out but yeah I thought it was good I thought it was funny um the other shit that we have going on is I just found out that my current neighbors know my old neighbors so we've been living here um in the new state which I live in um and I'm pretty sure we've said it before I try to avoid saying like the state and city in which I live in but I'm pretty sure on different points of these episodes somebody's mentioned it but whatever so I live where I live basically I moved we bought a home amazing this year has not all actually that was not it was a couple years ago so this year might still be shit but yeah so last year whenever the hell it was we bought a house I think it was last May I don't fucking know so bought a house moved mm, 15-20 minutes away a little bit closer into our nearest town and um, I say that like I live in a fucking small town. It's not. I moved closer to the city, I guess. Um, you know, it is what it is. Moved closer in and <clears throat> trying to be friends with the people around us because obviously it's like you buy a home. You have to do that like homeowner shit where you're like standing on the front porch like, hi, Bob. Hello, Mary. How are you doing? Petunia, those flowers, honey, they look great. You've got to do that like neighborly shit, you know, just like vibe with the neighborhood. You can't be like the crazies. And also being young, I can see how somebody like how somebody seeing them having like super young neighbors could be kind of like a warning sign or whatever. I don't know what that is. It might be. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm also, I'm talking like I'm 20 fucking three and I'm not. Like I'm about to be 30 in fuck off. Like, I don't know, 30 days. I don't know, something like that. How fun. Yeah, I'm about to be 30 in January. So I'm acting like I'm a lot younger than I am, which is crazy because I think when I think about my age, I'm old enough to start thinking about my age in reverse. You know what I mean? It's like when we're younger, we want to be like, oh, I don't know, like I'm like 16 and like four fourths, you know, like mm, two months and 14 years away from being 18. Like you just talk in the future for so long, you know, and I think I finally made it to the time where I'm thinking in the past about my age. If somebody were to ask me like, hey, how old are you? Kind of like my first instinct is like, um, yeah, I'm like around 23 25 whenever I think I'm better when people directly ask me how old I am to be like oh shit because I'm really excited to be 30 like I'm really excited to hit that milestone I'm excited to be in a place of a 30 year old I don't know what that means but I'm excited to be there Um, everyone says their 30s are like the best years ever and so I'm really excited for that I think it's also that when I was younger, I didn't really think, and this sounds morbid, I know it does, but I didn't really think I would make it 
past the years or the couple years that I was at. So like when I was younger, I didn't really think I was going to make it to 18. And then it was like, I got to, got to 18, didn't really think I'd make it to 21. And I think after, probably after I hit like 24 ish, it's kind of when that started to go away to where I was just kind of like every year was kind of my last mentally. And it wasn't anything like I was going to do anything. It was just like I was living a wild and carefree life through a lot of that. So it was kind of if it happens, it happens. Like it's just I can't predict and I don't see myself in the future. I've never really been the one that's like, oh, my gosh, when I'm 32 and I've got babies running around and I'm living in this picket white bins. Yes. Never was like that. Mine was like, bro, I'm balls to the walls tonight trying to make it through whatever's going on I'm fighting in the bar I'm trying to make it to Tuesday like fuck your next year fuck your next five years Tuesday baby that is where I'm trying to get to so I think that was such a mentality for a really long time and I think it also was kind of like a protective mentality because if I'm not living like mentally trying to strive for so much more I can't fail you know So I just kind of lived within the moment and didn't allow myself to see a future because I didn't want to fail that future, if that makes sense. So yeah, it is what it is, but I'm excited to be 30. I'm pumped about it. I, for this, like, this will be the last episode of this one. And I'm back as surprise guest for my wife, lovely wife, bringing me coffee. Uh, because that's just kind of the day it is today. I'm just chugging coffee as it goes by. <laughs> so you heard her in the last episode. You'll probably frequently hear her throughout my episodes. It is what it is. I love her to death. And yeah. So anyways, getting kind of back to what I was saying is I'm excited to be 30. I definitely think sometimes I'm like still thinking that I'm younger than I am whenever I do like a survey or something which in itself that sounds fucking old but anytime a survey or question comes up and it's like pick your age gap that you're in it's like I see the one that's I don't know like 20 I think it's like 20 to 25 or something I always want to click that sometimes I have clicked that by accident and it's like I'm not there like bro that is way way not me not where I'm at I just don't think about it. <clears throat> so, so yeah, it actually might not be that weird for my neighbors to look over and see me because I may be in that generation of people that, I don't know. I don't know. Because I think when our parents were getting houses, they probably had neighbors around their same age-ish, you know? I don't know. It is also getting impossible to get, like to get a house. I kid you not. It is crazy out here in them streets, and I'm so happy that we lucked into the position that we are to be able to get a house, and kind of like it it hit a perfect time frame, and the house that we're in, I never, I didn't understand how much I would appreciate a home until having one. Like, it sounds dumb, because like, it's like, yeah, I grew up in a home before, like all of these things, but I think the stability of having my own home and it's me and my wife's and it's like we're we've made it our home and we protect the space that it's in I just think so much and think the world of this home and I have to be honest my so 
when the house came onto the market, <clears throat> it had been like, it was a feeding frenzy, you know, feeding frenzy. You could not get a house and it was like bidding wars and the craziness. Well, we lucked into a really good position with this house. So it was kind of like, hey, we really need to put an offer down or we're going to miss the opportunity. What do you want to do? And I just told my wife, I was like, go see it. Tell me how it is. And like, if you get a vibe, because at this point, I had fallen in love with a couple of homes that we had seen. Like I'm talking, there was one home that pretty much did me in. I fell in love with it in a way that I have never, and actually honestly didn't know was possible to fall in love with a home that way. Um, I'd always remembered like everybody that had ever had a home before have always said, when you walk into the house, you'll know it'll just fit. It'll be your house and it makes sense. Like it's just, it's kind of that like buyer's tick of this is a right decision. This is my home for some reason. Something is telling me this is it. So while we were looking for houses, I kept wanting that feeling. I walked into a home and I was like, yeah, this is nice. This is great. Um, yeah, there's some things that I don't like about it, but like obviously we could fix up, do whatever. But it is what it is. And there were a couple of homes Oh my gosh. I walked into these houses and I I'll have to I'll need to bring on Maddie again to kind of go over the house buying business cuz obviously she was much more involved into it than I was and um because I worked from home and I worked I didn't have like any kind of flexibility in my work schedule. So most of the houses and discussions she went to. So I'd love to have her on to kind of talk about that again. But with this house, one in particular, I walked in. Oh my gosh. I walked in and first off, the outside of the house was like this royal blue color. It was a neighborhood that every house was a different color. And they all had white picket fences a white porch they had like it was it was basically if you think of a neighborhood that would be close to a beach you know like they're all different kind of colors they're kind of like corally colors they're real fun and beachy kind of like that well we found a neighborhood like that here and it it was just like I walked in and I said this is it I this is this is the home that I see myself being in. I can see myself working right here and eating right here and cooking right here. And I got the feeling everyone talks about. And they always say, once you get that feeling somehow, things just start working out for you. You know, the stars align, you get a house, you get the house you want. Well, that didn't fucking work. So fell in love with this house. We lost it. Um, got outbid, of course, because people were bidding their firstborn children and I don't have any, so... I couldn't, you know, I was trying, but, you know, it was going to take at least nine months. They wanted to sell quickly. It was a whole thing. So, yeah. So when this house came about and it was kind of put in this position of like, we need to make a decision, kind of hurry. I sent my wife or I guess I told my wife, hey, go see it. You know, I trust your decision. She's a little bougier than I am. So I was like, hey, listen, I trust your decision because the like, I would be living in worse off spots if it wasn't for you. So like if you, if you like it and you get a good vibe, then I trust you. It is what it is. And we really wanted to move and we were kind of pinned in 
this middle ground of do we re-sign another year and another lease or do we make the jump into into a home? So we knew we were kind of against the time frame, but I was just like, go see it, let me know, and we'll go from there. So I'm waiting. I don't hear anything. She calls me and she goes, I think this is perfect. And I was like, okay, well, what do you mean? She's like, I, I think it's, I think it's good. I like the house. The backyard's great. I love it. So she was like, I think we need to put in an offer. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. Uh, so she sent me a couple pictures and I'm, I kid you not, we put in an offer and I had a, like a couple pictures we the first time I walked through the home, I'm pretty sure was during like inspection, I think, or it was like right before inspection. She had done like a couple of walkthroughs, but when I and we had the fastest turnaround, like the fastest closing inspection, everything. It was so very fast. And I just like it was a whirlwind. And when I walked into the house, I'm not going to lie, I liked the house. I thought it was cute. I was like, this is a great neighborhood. I do like it. And we had driven by the house before, um, even before we couldn't like move in. Maddie drove me pot, like by the house so I could at least see the neighborhood, see the house, those kind of things. And I liked it. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like the first house, like the blue house. I didn't get the feeling. And so I was like, okay, you know, it is what it is. And not everybody buys their dream home, their first home ever. Like that, you luck into buying your very first home and it being the home that you absolutely love. That's a luck, a streak of luck, in my opinion. Well, then we move in and I think it was during our moving in. And I still, I love the house. Like I thought, oh, I was like, we made a good decision because I think it's great. I wasn't like madly head over heels in love with it like I was. And I was still kind of jaded from losing the other homes that I really, really loved. And I think part of that was like, okay, well, don't fall in love with this one because you might lose it type of thing. And we even at this point, we're moving in. Like we physically signed the dotted line. We're not losing it. But still, I just, I don't know. I was kind of up in the, on the fence about it. Well, then... Uh, the first we're moving in the very first like week or whatever and it my parents are on their way down because my parents were like we'll help you move and the moment we closed and had keys we were moving like small amounts over so this was like our big weekend to move everything so we were moving stuff and in the middle of the move my wife had to drive back to the house and probably three minutes out it starts downpouring, like downpouring. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. In our backyard, we don't have a back fence. So we have one, but it's like one of those see-through barred fences. And we live backed up to like a green belt. And then behind the green belt is like a natural forest area that is like a protected forest land in the city that we're in. It's like we're in a giant city, but like pro- a weird protective forest in the center. I don't know, whatever. So... I'm like, okay. So I go out there and I sit on the porch and I watch the rain and I listen to the rain. And it's like, there's a lake in the very far back of our fields. And I see kind of like mist and fog. And it's just like stunning, absolutely stunning. And I think at that moment, I fell in love with the house. I, because I'd never had something like that. 
I'd never experienced a peacefulness like that. And I think since that day, I have been trying my best to protect that peace, you know. So my home is kind of like a sacred place in a sense of for my wife and I. And we both kind of like thrived in chaos for a long time. And now it's like, I want to do my best to give us the best, like peaceful, you know, home. You know, you don't bring your shit to my house. My house is like protected magic in a sense. So yeah, I don't know. I love the home now. And I think it took me like fucking not even, it took me the first day of moving in to fall in love with it. And I think that's super special and super awesome. And I'm still in that home, obviously. Uh, We still love it. We still protect our peace. I'm actually in the closet right now because the acoustics are way better. If you've been able to notice, because funny enough, my sister noticed. My little sister reached out. She's like, hey, listen to the pod. Uh, The audio, you know, in the beginning was not it. The audio was not it. And of course, the first episode, rough. Then it was like, once the first episode ended, I got new and better mics. That improved. But then the audio itself, like the spatial audio was just, I don't even know if that's the right word, but like that was not great. You could hear everything in the room. So these last couple ones, I said, fuck it. I did it in the closet because there's tons of clothes in here and the audio is better, I guess. So yeah. So if you are hearing an audio change and you're loving it, thank the closet. She's a wonder. (laughs) I'm going to just start doing guest episodes from my closet. That's it. It is what it is. That in a sense is a fucking problem. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, one thing that I did want to talk about that I think I forgot, um, before is just, I think I might've started to go into it, but this episode will be the last episode of season one. I do really want to take off a little bit into the new year. Just this new year is going to be a little bit of a tougher one. It'll be the first anniversary of the death of my cousin. So that's coming next week. So I just kind of want to give myself a couple weeks to fully feel that, understand what that is, and um, kind of work past that before getting back into the pod. And then maybe be able to have like a couple, a little bit of a time to like record some podcasts and have them ready for the new year and start off the new year fresh. So I think that's what we're going to do is just start off next, uh, the 19th, I think is when I'll be back. Um, I may, may throw one out on the 12th, but I think it'll be the 19th. We'll start season two. Yeah. So if you've stuck with me for the last couple of months, then I thank you so much. And this is awesome. I'm so happy. And I look forward to having a bunch of people on for season two. I want to have my wife back on. I'd love to have Lauren back on. I'm really looking looking forward to having my older sister back on. That'll be killer. Um, I do want to bring on my little sister to give you kind of like a life update and where she's at. So I need to figure out how to do that one. And that'll be very exciting. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's looking promising. And the new year is... The New Year's is going to be something that we've just got to work through. I think we're all kind of over saying next year's my year. Like, I think we're all fucking done with it. Am I right? We're all done with it. If not, get the fuck over it and everyone be done with it. Because every time we say next year's my year, it's not our fucking year, bro. It's not our year. 
at all. I remember the year before COVID, man, we were screaming it to the roof saying this will be our year 2020, baby. We're hitting them 22. Like, oh, baby, we're here. Worst year ever. <laughs> the world shut down. <laughs> historical events. Maybe I'm tired of going through historical events. I'm over it. I'm over it. So maybe let's drop the next year will be our year and we just fucking get through it. You know, everyone buckle up and let's go. That's it. Just get through it. So, <clears throat> yeah, maybe I'll title this one Just Buckle Up. That sounds perfect to me because honestly, the new year, just buckle the fuck up and hang on and let's just ride it. Let's see what happens without, you know, anything under. They always say like under deliver, uh, under promise, over deliver. Well, I want an under promise of this year so far that it's like I just want to be boring as hell this year. That is what my mental th like thought load. I just want to be boring, be boring do nothing. And then whatever else comes within that life is just a cherry on top. That's it. Low expectations this next year. I, you know, we're just going there and we're seeing what happens and yeah, that'll be it. It'll be a blank canvas and whatever paint strokes get thrown up there that happens. So hopefully at the end of the next year, it'll be an interesting painting one way or the other. I don't care. Or it'll be boring and I will hit the mark on my expectations. I don't know. So yeah, this episode's going to be a small, short one, but it is what it is. And thank you guys so much for just listening and supporting this podcast. I kind of started it on a whim. <laughs> Didn't really know what I was doing. And yeah, I, it is what it is. I hope I hope it, you guys can see that in a way I've found my voice with it. I think I'm getting there. I'm not perfect. I'm not amazing, but I do feel a little bit more comfortable with it. So I'm really excited for season two and to see kind of where we go. Obviously, season two will have a longer episode list, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And I think we ended this year off in a good way with my podcast. And I think I did some pretty cool episodes that I'm really proud of episodes that I will personally save to have for lifetimes I mean a lot of all of the people I've had on my episodes are like very close to me whether it's my wife who's like the closest person to me my sister who's very close to me or my really good friend Lauren like they're all very very close so I'm really excited to just have these even if you guys don't listen to them and they're a bunch of bullshit I'm excited to have them for myself and for the longevity of time. I'm very excited for that because I think sometimes the saddest thing when I look back on life of people that aren't around anymore is I think the first thing to go is the the sound of that person, like the voice. Um, so yeah, I think it would be really cool to kind of have this and have those voices saved and to walk through and talk through some of the questions and pick the brains of those people that I really love and I'm excited to have more people and more voices on this pod and capture more memories so yeah I'll stop rambling here and let you guys get to your holiday season and the ending week of your holiday times I hope you have a wonderful weekend I hope you have a fun and safe new year's happy new year's everybody and uh yeah so I will see you in the next year. See you in January. 
Again, I'm looking at the 19th. You might hear from me on the 12th, but if not, it'll be the 19th. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. And yeah, this is Remotely a Problem. I'm Allie Ellis. Bye. Yeah. You're such a problem. Allie, that's a problem. She's a problem. That's remotely that's a problem. A problem. <laughs> <laughs>